Welcome to Board Game Top Tens, episode 794, for Saturday, July 9th, 2022. This is the BGG Page Views edition. Entering at number 20, Rush Out, by Thomas DuPont, published by Sit Down, with 10,944 views. That is 594 fewer than last week's number 20, and in fact is the fewest views we have had for a number 20 since October 9th of last year, nine months ago. After two weeks at number 8, down 11 to 19, My Father's Work by T.C. Petty III, published by Renegade Game Studios, with 10,996, 52 more than Rush Out, and a decline of 36%. This ends a five-week run back in the top ten for My Father's Work, which included a week at number one. After a three-position climb last week, up two more to 18, Brass, Birmingham, by Matt Tolman, Martin Wallace, and Gavin Brown, published by Roxley Games, with 11,000, 413. 417 more than my father's work, a very slight decline of 1.1%. But again, Brass continues to be consistent with its totals, it's just kind of the list moving around it. Down 2 to 17 in this week of lots of old titles in the 11 to 20 range. Terraforming Mars by Jacob Frixelius published by Stronghold Games, with 13,235. 1,800 more than Brass. So there you can see the sort of delineation between where we typically see the top 20 or 22 or 23 and uh, the games below it. That is an 11% decline for Terraforming Mars. After popping into the top 10 for a week, down 6 to 16, Root by Cole Worley, published by Leader Games, with 13,254. 19 more than Terraforming Mars, a decline of 17%. Vaulting 9 spots up to number 15, Wingspan, by Elizabeth Hargrave, published by Stonemeyer Games, with 13,829. 575 more than Root, a gain of 34%. Climbing 3 to 14, Gloomhaven by Isaac Childress, published by Cephalofair Games, with 14,102. 273 more than Wingspan, a very slight decline of four-tenths of 1%. Losing two spots for the second week in a row, from 9 to 11 to 13, Carnegie by Xavier Georges, published by Quinid Games, with 14,577. 475 more than Gloomhaven, a decline of 9%. Jumping up 6 to 12, Marvel Champions by Michael Boggs, Nate French, and Caleb Grace, published by Fantasy Flight Games, with 14,600. 56. 79 more than Carnegie, a gain of 4%. The gap from Marvel Champions at number 12 
down to terraforming Mars at number 17, those six games, are spread out by 1,400 views. Again, there was an 1,800 view gap between 17 and 18. There's a 1,300 view gap between 12 and 11. Down two after spending one week back in the top 10. At number 11 is Dune, Imperium, by Paul Denon, published by Direwolf, with 15,937. Again, about 1,300, more than Carnegie, or rather, more than Marvel Champions. Also Carnegie, those those two are pretty close. And a decline of 4.5%. This is actually the third week of the last four that Dune Imperium has been at number 11. We have seven new entries in the top ten this week. Only three holdovers. The seven games falling out are from 9 to 11, Dune Imperium, from 10 to 16, Root, from 8 to 19, My Father's Work, from 5 to 24, Septima, from 6 to 25, Galactic Renaissance, from 7 to 26, Skyrise, and from 3 to 44, Cyberpunk 2077. Of those seven new entries, three are debuts. I'm sorry, one, two, three. Yeah, three are debuts. The first re-entry, after just a week away, last week number 16, this week climbing six to number 10 to chart in the top 10 for only the second time, it is Bretwalda by Leo Solovie, published by Phalanx, with 17,489. That's 1,500 more than Dune Imperium and a gain of 21%. It's also about 1,400 more than last week's number 10. Our second new entry debuts at number 9, Company of Heroes Board Game by Brian Comrie, published by Bad Crow Games, with 18,328, 839 more than Bretwalda. This is a World War II-themed game based on the video game of the same name. It is also soon having a second edition released, though this game has a publication date of just last year. That's a pretty quick turnaround for a second edition. I'll also point out that on Board Game Geek, Company of Heroes is just listed as that. The board game part isn't attached to it, which is funny for all the times that they unnecessarily attach the card game, like Arc, Arc, like uh, Marvel Champions. It's technically Marvel Champions, the card game. Well, like, as opposed to what, right? What other Marvel Champions games are there? I, mean, I don't know, maybe there's a video game, but this is not based on a video game, whereas a game that is based on a video game, like this War of Mine, or in this case, Company of Heroes, and putting board game or the board game after it would be a specific and important distinction to make, they don't make it. Let me move my soapbox here to one side so that... Okay, now I can get back on the program here. Our third new entry returns after seven weeks away and charts for the 203rd time at number eight. Arkham Horror, the card game. See, that is an important distinction to make because, well, there's an Arkham Horror, the board game, right? By Nate French and M.J. Newman, published by Fantasy Flight Games with 18,770. 442 more than Company of Heroes, a gain of 18%. It's on an upward move because over the last two weeks, it's gone from 16 to 12 to 8. Down 3 to 7, one of our three holdovers, Spirit Island by R. Eric Royce, published by Greater Than Games, with 19,247. 
477 more than Arkham Horror, a decline of 5%. Two of our returning games are returning after a really long time away. This is the really longer time. At number 6, returning after 39 months away. Its only previous occurrence was in the first week of April of 2019, when it was number 1. Blood on the Clock Tower by Stephen Medway, published by the Pandemonium Institute, with 19,658. 411 more than Spirit Island, and more than double what it had last week when it was number 27, so a 21-position climb. According to its ancient 2019-era Kickstarter, quote, It is, quote, a social deduction game of murder, mystery, and demons. Each player has an ability and is never eliminated. Five to twenty players, unquote. Uh, the gap from Blood on the Clock Tower at number six down to Bretwalda at number ten, this particular tier, uh, has about a 1,700 view gap. So we've seen distinct tiers, right, throughout this list. You had your six to ten group. You had Dune Imperium by itself at 11. You had your 12 to 18 group, and they're all in the same sort of uh, page view groupings and separated from each tier above or below it. Uh, now we'll have much more spacing out, of course, like usual, toward the top of the list. Our next debut is at number five, Heat, by Osgar Harding Granerud and Daniel Skjold Peterson, published by Days of Wonder, with 22,538 about 2,900 more than Blood on the Clock Tower. The subtitle of Heat, which of course is unnecessarily attached to the game in every location on BoardGameGeek, is Pedal to the Metal. It is a hand management racing card game in which players have to manage their speed to keep from overheating while trying to win. It's from the designer of Flamme Rouge, that would be uh, Osgur Granarud, and uh, these co-designers have worked together previously on 13 Days and Copenhagen. The second of our three holdovers is down two to four in its second week in the top ten, Stars of Akarios by Brendan McCaskill and Jonathan Thwaites, published by Oom Games, with 34,915. That is 12,000 more than Heat, it is a 14% decline, but that's a bigger gap between number 4 and number 5 than between number 5 and number 20. Our third and final re-entry, returning after 32 months away, so not quite three years, but you know, two years and eight months, and returning in at number 3 as it charts for the fourth time, Oathsworn by Jamie Jolly, published by Shadowborn Games, with 38,649, 3,700 more than Stars of Akarios, and about two and a half times what it had last week when it was number 13, so it has a 10-position climb. The subtitle of Oathsworn is Into the Deepwood. It is, quote, a Twisting Tales game. That's capitalized, capital T, capital T, capital G. Twisting Tales game, where play is focused on narrative choices and rich miniature combat encounters, unquote. And the combat is a push-your-luck style of combat. 
and the highest of our uh, did I say three re-entries? It was four re-entries. The highest of our three debuts is at number two, Clank Catacombs by Paul Denon, published by Dire Wolf, with 40,386, 1,700 more than Oathsworn. This is a standalone re-implementation of, or sequel to, I suppose, Clank, which was released in 2016 and currently ranked number 72 on Board Game Geek. This one includes the use of tiles, along with having new cards. It's also integratable with the original Clank. But our third holdover is also a holdover at number one, hitting the top spot for the second week in a row, and the 20th time overall, Arc Nova by Matthias Viggy, published by Capstone Games, with 44,400. 4,000 more than Clank, and a decline of 11% to its lowest view total since April 2nd, and yet still plenty good enough for the number one spot. Arc Nova becomes only the third game to have 20 weeks at number one. Naturally, the other two were Gloomhaven and Android Netrunner. Arc Nova is in its 34th week on the chart, Meanwhile, Gloomhaven reached the num- its 20th week at number one in its 31st week on the chart, whereas Android Netrunner managed it in its only its 27th week on the chart. Uh, from those statistics, I think we see what I kind of already have a feel for, which is that those two games were more dominant number ones than Arc Nova is. Uh, Android Netrunner ended up with 58 total weeks, but reeled off 38 weeks in a row. I think it was 38. It's been a long time. Let me take a look at my let me take a look at my chart here. No, I'm sorry, 57 total weeks, and it was 37 weeks in a row, all right toward the beginning of this list at a time when um, page view totals were much suppressed. But it was. Uh, that's where the community was. The Netrunner community was here. On, it was on Board Game Geek. Uh, Gloomhaven, of course, was far more dominant, which is how it ended up with 74 total weeks, even though it managed only, only a streak of 25 consecutive weeks. It also had one of another one of more than 20 in a row. Now, Arc Nova's longest consecutive streak at this point is eight, which is very good, but the fact that it keeps getting bumped from the top shows that it's just not as dominant. So would we expect Arc Nova to end up even catching, uh, well, catching either one, 57? I don't expect that at all. I mean, I figure that it's going to, at some point, and really the most likely time would be around Gen Con, and, specific, and particularly by uh, Essen, I think it will have had its last week at number one, you know, unless there's an expansion for it. I don't know if there's any news on that or not. I haven't looked. But, yeah, still, I mean, just because it's not as dominant, does that mean it's not as impressive? Not at all. 20 weeks at the top for Arc Nova. For Saturday, July 9th, 2022.